Streaming live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Never had it so good. Sports talk radio. I played a little theme music there because I thought my partners were not my partners tonight, or maybe we were going at six thirty. But I see my man in the system now, Duck Riley. Duck Riley, sir, how are you? Chris, I got that one good leg going just now. I'm like, <laughs> you got that one good leg going. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Awesome. So I said, well, you know, I'm the only one in this in the system. It was 18 seconds, and then, you know, we got to be where we were going live, and the music had come on, and now I see my partners in in the system for sure. Let me welcome in Kevin Walker. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Princess. How are you? How you doing, Coach? I'm I'm, I'm excellent. I'm a Gator fan. I'm a Gator <laughs> fan. I am. Oh Outnumbered tonight. Get my get my daughter on here. Get get my daughter on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. No no numbers change story. It's uh let me see. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's yeah, the all we got tonight. Rob Deck not on here. The other Bang Bang Forty Niners not on here, Damien Damien. Rob Deck hit me up and uh it, I, uh, D man's game won't be. D man's game won't be over till seven. Now David okay. Edwards should should be on. Okay. Until he well, get, until he gets, gets on, we we can roll. We got you and K World. All right. Well, I got a question since I have you and K World, and only because I've just discovered it. I think I'm behind, but I missed Kevin Walker and Duck Riley. Emmy. Yudoka calling the Lakers bees because they were complaining about calls and getting ejected. Um, Kevin, did I miss that? Did you miss it? Because I just saw it today. No, I actually heard it. I didn't see it happen, but I did hear it after the fact that he did that, and a lot of people were wondering um, would he have done that to Draymond Green, and you know, knowing Draymond <laughs> Green's reputation, um, and they said that you know they, he knew LeBron wasn't going to respond because not LeBron is soft, but just he's just not that guy. No, well, so, actually, um, LeBron went over there and had an exchange with him. LeBron oh, yeah, went but, to the sideline and had an exchange with him. And um, LeBron said, LeBron said they were, for instance, I'm sure I don't mean to cut you LeBron uh-huh. said they were talking about Thanksgiving. 
<laughs> and Emmy said, "What's up? I'm a grown man." He used other mm-hmm. words. Right, right. <laughs> what you gonna do? So, um, but Emmy already had a, a technical, so he gave he and LeBron another one. But that that sent that that sent Emmy on to the locker room. <laughs> but yeah. LeBron says they were talking about Thanksgiving, and I heard that. Um, Emmy wouldn't have done that to Michael Jordan, but that's I definitely don't want to kick that story up for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I had enough debates between last after last night, uh, for instance, like Florida State in or out. I think that's the same debate, LeBron or or or, or MJ. If you're an MJ guy, you can't change. No, you're not going to be able to change anyone's mind or um, change their mind for against MJ, and, and likewise for LeBron. So that's where it was. Last night, okay. that's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to be. Kev, we, I, we only got one. Yeah. We only got one caller this night, and I think it's a guy Skip for tonight. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so you heard that, Coach? Are you were listening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Coach. Yeah, I, I had to call him. And he, and he's, he's usually a good caller, Coach. But you know, and I, I reached out to him. He hasn't gotten back to me. I wanted to let him know. Listen. It ain't nothing, it's nothing personal, brother, but, yeah, you know, you get passionate, but you got to understand, man, this is this is me and Eric's show, not the shit show, man. So <laughs> I had to let that cut him off. <laughs> well, I didn't know it was the ship, uh, the other part of it, just the ethic, but anyway. Uh, it, was, uh, <laughs> it turned into that. Like, man. It turned into that. I'm like, I'm like, it turned into it so much that when it went back to Eric, Eric said, "No, I'm, I'm, I don't have anything else yeah. to say." Yeah, you know, Eric was off. Eric wasn't feeling good last night, so that's why he, he, okay. he, he fought. He fought through it, so he was kind of off. And after I talked to him, I said, "You good?" He said, "Yeah, I was, you know, under the weather, man." I said, "I felt you were off. You, you weren't yourself, especially yeah. your life but last you, night." So, you know, it's bad when Tim said, "No, no, I, I'm not, no." <laughs> Tim could you couldn't get Tim on there last night. Yeah, I, I don't blame Tim. I don't blame Tim. I, that's why I brought Francis <laughs> on first because I knew it was going to go that way. I knew it was going to go that way. See, I really thought I was going to be last, and I, I wanted to tell you, I'll be last, I but I didn't. Yeah, and and you yeah. kept saying too, and I know we're rehashing. Sorry, listeners, give us a moment. Mm-hmm. We're having a little bit of therapy. Doctor Phil isn't available. <laughs> But you did continue to say, you know, Ship, I know you're out there. Ship, I know you're out there. Ship, I know you're out there. So, um, but seriously, though, Kevin, he's hurt. He's, yeah, he's really. I know. I know. I he's hurt it. about this, you know, yeah. he, to the point where he wasn't listening to you. And we beat no. y'all. We beat y'all and y'all up. <laughs> Ain't got nothing to do with us, man. <laughs> nothing to do with us. <laughs> okay, Seminoles, I'm gonna give you that. You all beat us. You're 13 yeah. and 0, but you can join me on the sofa. Okay, Duck, I just yeah. had to get that up. <laughs> no, and and, and and this is good stuff too because it, it's important. People and people should be upset. The thing is, you got to look at the big picture, and a lot of every, nobody really wants to do that. Uh, so, kind of, so I felt bad for, uh, you know, for Florida State. And yeah. you know, it's hard going. I don't care what conference you're in. It's hard going undefeated. It is. So It is. And, and, and they struggled and, and, with that and, just a little bit in a couple of games. But they pulled it off. They beat yeah. Clemson. You know, 
you know, um, and not that Clemson was in a, in a, in a up year, but to go 13-0 and to weather all of those ups and downs, and you can't tell me that week 10 wasn't a major blow and they find a way to still get those last two in. But I want to okay. say this, Duck, too, is that when Michigan, they had, they showed Michigan in college football playoffs on that Sunday. And when Michigan found out that number four was Bama and not FSU, they were like, oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now it got their attention, it, you know, and they're like, well, what, what happened? You know, they wanted uh-huh. FSU, too. Uh, yes, I guess I, Michigan. I guess Michigan sorry, sent all that, all the uh, that you know, all the film that hit on uh, Florida State back. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you need your own comedy show, you know. <laughs> and let me let me ask you guys. Let me ask you guys this: Drew Brees, as, as much as you know, I, I used to be a fan of Drew Brees, but you know, after that whole you know vocal, but and nonetheless, he had an interesting uh, idea, and he said that um, you know maybe the Florida uh, Florida State and Alabama should have a play-in game, you know, to see who belongs in that that actual uh, that that fourth spot, you know, make it another you know make it a bowl game or make it a game, you know. NCAA, you know, makes money off of it, throw that, and then whatever proceeds that, that they, they uh, you know, they gain from that, um, you know, throw it into the NIL, you know, NIL pot, um, if you will. I'm paraphrasing, but basically he had an idea, you know, Florida State, Alabama, the winner moves on. What do you guys think about that? I, I, think, I think that's great when it comes down to something like that. Then, again, you're going to get the argument, Florida State beat Georgia. No, Florida, no, Florida State didn't no. beat Georgia. No. Alabama beat no. Georgia. I'm say, no, no, yeah. what I'm oh, okay. saying is, what I'm saying is, you could easily say, hey, you can do the play-in game for Alabama and Florida okay. State. And okay. The other question is, I'm Georgia, why not us? Yeah. So yeah, it, it could just keep, it could keep going. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And, and that's, well, that's why I'm glad it's 12 years. Go ahead, person. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, we we made the decision, and I don't know who made the decision, and let me not say we. The NCA made the decision that there was going to be a 13-member committee, and that 13-member committee has done one thing every year, and that's made us talk about this. But that's what they're entrusted to do, you know, whether it's good or bad, that's what they're entrusted to do. But each year we come up with another option. And for once, I'm okay with this option. And and truly, I like what you said, Kevin, and that is I'm surprised that FSC wasn't six because there's no way that that Georgia is six, no way that they dropped from number one to six. And, you know, and and now FSU fans are saying, and I'm getting off a little bit, that, you know, if we drag Georgia, then we should have been in there. We, We go ahead and drag them. Well, no, I don't think that's going to happen for a lot of reasons. First right. of all, your, your second-string quarterback is not going to drag Georgia, but I don't know how how um, armed both teams are going to come, who's going to the transfer portal, who's sitting out for the draft mm-hmm. on both sides. Exactly. So the bowl exactly. game is really not a, a true telling of anything like it used right. to be. Um, when Duck played in the 1920s, everybody played, <laughs> you know. They didn't. They didn't sit out, you know. So 
Um, but that's it. And I see Tim Moore in the system. Tim, I'm not going to just let you hang out there. Right, right. Bring him in, Precious, because he needs to get in. We Look, we got to have, we got uh, 50 minutes. <laughs> Tim, I'm not going to call you Shift tonight, and as long as you don't yell, I'm not going to lose your mic. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was too funny. That was too funny. <laughs> Come on. I, you know hey, what? Sam, I want to call bro? you all day, Tim. Well. But I wanted your reaction because <laughs> Kevin gave him enough warnings. Your thoughts. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, quite honestly, I didn't have very much uh, uh, opposition to what he was saying other right. than he just kept saying it over and over again. And yeah, Kevin yeah. was trying to respond, and he, he was talking over him. And that, and and so you know, he really didn't have much choice but to turn the mic off if if you yeah, wanted to have the rest of the show. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, yeah. was, it was hilarious. I was like, oh boy, this is getting crazy here. Yeah. And I love Kevin. Kevin said, "Hey, this is a sports talk with K. Walking East Stop Show." <laughs> yeah, and he said, "He said I don't know. He said I don't know if you're still talking, but if you are, you're talking to yourself." Talking to <laughs> 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 and then, and then turns, then turns around and says, 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 Tim, do you want to get in on this? And I'm like, no, I don't oh, want to. K World, that was that was cold. K World, that was cold. Coach, I, I can't have, I can't have anyone alpha male me, Coach. I got to be the alpha male on my show, my own show, man. I, I can't allow that on my own show. I can't do that. I can't let that happen. And it's funny as I was about to do all that, Princess, you said you said you got to take control. I was taking control. I was used right on point with me right there. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Princess already know what's about to happen. <laughs> And I said that after Reverend Robinson came through my little studio and said, okay, uh, what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I said, this man is trying I'm to Did I just say that live? I'm sorry. The, yeah, the, right. What the heck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, he, you know, what? he had he had already made his point. Yeah. And, um, yeah. You know, was, he had. He was upset at that point. He was emotional at that well, point. Well, he was talking over the host. I mean, it was, it was, yeah. it, there was nothing really being said that was being understood at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he actually said, no, I'm not going to stop talking. No, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, boy, we have yeah. a problem. Uh-huh. So, yeah. <laughs> but, Duck, I'm going to let you take over because I actually don't but mind. Pressure, you I know, want to stay, I wanna stay on uh, the one the topic because our stuff will go quick. Uh, <laughs> I want to, I wanna, the question you guys asked about Yudoka and uh Braun, and Kevin kind of talked about it a little bit. My thing is, you will say that to another grown man. But again, Kevin pointed it out. It's just not LeBron's mo. Right. Him would say that to Alonzo Mourning or somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so, but, so. Go ahead, go ahead, Chris. I was just going to say, you know, you're correct, and and I like Shannon Sharp. Um, response. He said, "I'm not Michelle Obama." <laughs> right. <laughs> said, when, when they go low, I'm going lower. I'm going to the basement. But LeBron, you know, um, did eventually stop and talk to you know Emmy Yudoka because he said, "Why, why don't you you Lakers stop being bees?" 
And he mm-hmm. said, y'all whining about every call. And he and so LeBron just said, hey, man, don't use that word. And Yudoka said, I'm a grown man. I use what I want to use. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing because he used mm-hmm. a little right. bit more colorful words. But right. at that point, it was a, um, um, you know, a man-to-man conversation there. And LeBron didn't back down, but neither did Yudoka. Um, Tim, did you see this, this confrontation between them? And I assume it was last week. And they ejected oh. Yudoka for it. Yeah, it was just the other night, actually. Um, and, okay. Um, yeah, it was late yeah. last week. Uh, but just, you know, I did see it. I didn't know what the content of the conversation was until you, until you just pointed it out. But, mm-hmm. um, but I know, I know, you know, I think a lot of times we're seeing stuff on on national television now that's been happening in the league for you for a long time. Um, so I'm not sure that that was all that unusual. Um, and quite honestly, I'm not sure that Yudoka wouldn't have done that regardless of who it was that, that took place. It's just, yeah. it's just kind of a crazy thing to see on television. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. so, so I know Duck played. So, Tim, the, uh, you're saying that they were. That, that, you, that used to. Uh, you remember Don Knuckles? Tim. Duck, yeah. Duck, you remember Don Knuckles? He used to give y'all the business, yeah. didn't he? Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to know what did Duck do uh, it, it, when he did give, you know, get the business. Duck, you want to elaborate? I didn't get the business. I don't, Don Knuckles, was. he must have said that to my coach or something. To me, <laughs> listen to Duck. <laughs> I, we never, never got the. I never got to play against his teams because oh, yes, when we got ready to play them, they had lost. <laughs> oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> we're, we're talking. We're talking about. We're talking about Mike D'Antoni's high school. Oh <laughs> no, wow! No, exactly who you're talking to. But I, in the tenth grade, we played them, but I wasn't on varsity then. So I, I, I can't re- relate to it, but then when I came in 11th and 12th grade, I can relate to it. We we didn't lose to them because we didn't play them. Okay. okay. You have, have to win to play us. Yeah. <laughs> you got to win. <laughs> <clears throat> no, I just I just mentioned that because he had a he had a reputation for for talking to players during ball games like that in pretty pretty nasty ways. Yeah, um, I, I, mm-hmm. never, I never knew that honestly. Wow. Oh yeah, I used to hear it from a bunch of guys that said they said he talked trash during the game. They wanted to go over and fight him. Wow. <laughs> Okay, so while I have you on this subject, and we can get off here, is there anyone that you all, and, and, and Tim, you can um, recollect your history, anyone worse than Kevin Garnett? Because the worst one to me, and I got the chance to see him up close talking that, that smack like that under the basket because I was sitting in that that area. Is there anyone worse than him? And he was awful to me. Yeah, I, I've, heard, I've heard from guys who played in the league that he was, um, you know, guys have talked trash for years, but but there w- there was usually a line that you wouldn't cross. Yeah. And uh, and because back in the old days, you had guys like Maurice Lucas and and uh, Kermit Washington and others who who would go upside your head. Um, and mm-hmm. um, and and so you didn't you 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 know you talk trash within certain boundaries, uh, but. Uh, they they do tell me that Kevin Garnett used to get tasteless. Uh, when uh, when Carmelo followed him to the bus, I heard he made a, a very disparaging uh, <laughs> remark about uh, Carmelo's wife, and I won't get into wow. kind of what I heard he said because it's 
it's pretty tasteless, but I've, I've heard he had a way of doing that kind of thing. And uh, Richard Jefferson, who made a comment about uh, the, the teammate he had who had alopecia, um, he made a comment about him, you know, not having any hair. Um, so there are guys who just don't have any any uh, any class in the way they do it. And uh, yeah. back in the day, they would have got taken to task. And I mean, you know, they they, they had to throw hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now Richard Jefferson is bald. <laughs> I was going to say exactly. that. I was trying not to be tasteless, but he's bald, you know. Um, so, and he and, gosh, the, the Duke player that, that does commentation with him, they don't seem to really get along. What's his name? Um, Jay Billis. Not Jay Billis. The the younger one. Oh, Jason Williams. You talking about Jay Williams? You talking about Jay? No, Williams. not Jay Williams. And I don't. I, I was trying not to say the Caucasian guy. What's this? Oh, the dude from Rono. The guy from Rono. Oh, oh, JJ Riddick. JJ Riddick. JJ yes, yes. Riddick. They don't yeah, seem Riddick, to get along. JJ yeah. Riddick and 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 Jefferson doing um, play by play together. Yeah. They they don't seem to to, to really match. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Where are we yeah, going, Richard Jefferson seems narcissistic. I'm sorry. Before we end this conversation, I just want to know from Tim, so you don't think, so you're telling me Duke and LeBron wasn't talking about Thanksgiving. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> 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 I'm not very serious. <laughs> no, Doug, they weren't talking about Thanksgiving. <laughs> Let's move to a little bit of football action. I want to start with uh, Chris. I want to start with you because our segment has put me in coach. But now that uh, other the other the brothers leaving Florida, let, let's talk about it. What, what's happening with with your favorite team? Well, you know, um, I had said once the season ended, this was really going to tell me. Um, how dysfunctional this year was on how many entered the draft and how many um, were just displeased with the season losing, but also with the coaches. And and I think it's telling. Um, Tim said something about you can see some of the schools only had, you know, zero, two, or three. Um, But Florida had eight before today. But I knew that ETN was going to feel the pressure from his brother who said in week one or two, he should transfer to, to, to Colorado. Um, well, that didn't play out well. But um, I think ETN wants to do something differently. And he was the number one option um, all year, even when we had a serviceable quarterback. And i got to give, give Graham Merce um, some credit. But it doesn't look good. So, you know, and, and I think if they continue this, if it gets to 8, 9, or 10, and that's where we are, then you will start losing um, some commits, and we've always already lost one. Um, and, and the and the recruiting class is really heavy with four stars, five stars on offense and defense. I'd hate for us to lose this opportunity to do better. Um, and I'm concerned that if more are lost, that this will be Napier's last year. We've given them enough chance now. I want to see a difference. And um, it's, it's Katie barred the door. Uh, and I'm concerned about that. And, and I think that's, that's a, a sign of a failed year and a dysfunctional year. Princess, you bring up something interesting. And I don't know how Tim and Kay will feel about it. But 
she always keeps throwing out four and five stars. And all the time, those kids are not always four and five stars. For instance, Kate World, he easily could have been a five star in New Jersey, him and Jason and Aaron and them. But at that time, they weren't doing that. They were just they were just going off of tapes and you know ability. So I, I I really don't get into that because a lot of times you can bring a kid that might not be able to go these certain twenty four seven or these different camps arrivals and show off. But he'll come in and beat one of the four so-called four or five stars out. I I completely agree with you, and sometimes and, and a lot of times that's exactly it. Because if you go to some camps and they promise you a star, that really doesn't mean anything. But the ones that I'm looking at that actually has his stars, their potential and their performance, their production in high school really um, mm-hmm. signifies that to me. DJ Lagway, quarterback out of Texas, um, has mm-hmm. thrown for six thousand yards this past season he has um over 60 yards 60 um passing touchdowns and over 20 running touchdowns the young man deserves that and he can really chunk that ball and i agree with that we we throw those stars around a lot um really easily and, and and a lot of times they're not earned but the ones that i saw with florida because I pay attention and I really look at them. I think most of them earn that. But, again, you know, who knows? Because I do, and I've seen other areas do this too, a reassessment. Let's go back and judge these four stars, five stars after five years. And a lot of them don't pan out. I agree with you. So I I see where you're coming from. But I know that this is a better recruiting class. If we're going to give Texas A&M credit and Bama credit and Clemson credit for having a top five recruiting class, I want to definitely take this one where Florida's sitting at number two or three, at least for 2024. I want to accept yeah. that for sure. Okay. All right, K. World, you want to jump in on it? Because I know you're a Florida guy, which hurts me, but go ahead. <laughs> sorry, Coach. Not a yeah, Florida I'll... guy. He's a Gator. Don't don't yeah, don't yeah, slight yeah. him, Doug. He's just not a Florida guy. He's a Florida Gator, okay? I like the Miami Heat, too, so I don't know if you want to throw that in there, too. But, um, yeah, I, I, I agree with everything that uh, that, that Princess said. I mean, you know, there I think those numbers, meaning the stars, are, you know, are misconstrued. I mean, you, you look at it, it's, you yeah. know, it's how you – it's how who you talk to. I mean, just like back in the day, it wasn't, you know, when like you mentioned, Coach, when, you know, when I was in high school and, and coming out of junior college, it wasn't about stars. It was about, you know, your height and weight. You know, I remember, you know, depending on who you talk to, you know, I, I you know, I, there's a, I remember one season I grew and shrunk about 20 times depending on who you talk to because, I, you know, I was either 5'9", 5'8", 5'10", 5'11", you know. You know, that's how, they, that's how they rated you back then, you know, and, you know, they, they, you know, they mess with those numbers, you know, to make you look, you know, better than you, you actually are. So, um, yeah, I agree. I, these numbers, when you look at the five stars, the four stars. I, I I don't think I think you just hold that with a, you take that with a grain of salt um, because it all depends on who they're playing for, what school they went to, and you know what coaches you know have the most clout, if you will. And 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 if they if they're playing for a coach who has um, you know a great reputation, you know as far as winning goes, you know those numbers, you know those stars are going to go up a, a little bit uh, a little bit more. Uh, so with that being said, yeah, I have to agree with, with Princess there. You can only hold that with a grain of salt, and you just got to wait for them to get on campus, to get in camp, and, and show actually what they can do. Um, you know, it does, you know, it, I think they'll four or five star. 
I think this it's just you know you're going to get a, you're going to get scholarship offers no matter if you're four star or five star. I don't think that's going to you know make a difference there. But um, you know you still got to get on that field and, and and show you know if you are truly a, a four or a five star player. Yeah, you know, so, Duck, and, and I don't want to take over this, but I want to see I want to see Napier take the next step. Um, they were six and six last year, and they they went back. They went to five and seven this year. I want to see him take the next step. And obviously, Ducky's feeling the pressure because he let go two defensive guys, um, you know, on the coaching staff. That means he was feeling the pressure. And I agree that the defense itself um, did not look good. You can't score 30 points and then give up 50. And they gave up over 700 yards of offense to to LSU. But when they lost those Chase two guys. Himself, yeah. Yeah. When you lose those two guys who were the number one recruiters on the staff, then you're going to start to see some decommits. And so I still say that the the, the program has not turned the corner. Napier has not helped to turn the corner. And this is a, a pivotal year as far as I'm concerned. Now, what do we? What, how do you feel about Austin Anderson? You know, Princess. While we're on that, uh, you know, because I, I don't, I don't, you know, the tackling is just is not there for those guys. I mean, the middle linebackers seem they're, like they're soft. They can't get off of blocks, and they just refuse to tackle. I don't know if they refuse to tackle. They just look like they just haven't been coached <laughs> on how to tackle. I just don't know what it is. Uh, I, I think the whole defensive staff needs to be let go. Yes, Doug. And this is for you and K-World, uh, because look at what they're doing. They get rid of two of the minority coaches. And mm-hmm. one, Sean Spencer, who was outstanding, was chaos for, for Penn State for, and the Giants before he came to Florida. And then you get rid of Corey Raymond, who has put all those guys, when he was at LSU, to the mm-hmm. pros. So, yeah. So what am I what am I missing with Florida? You keep everybody else, but you get rid of the two minority <laughs> coaches brought in, bringing in players. Duck. So um, yeah. <laughs> it's a head scratcher, you know, coach. That's all I can say. I, I I don't know how to defend it, um, Duck. I'm not in the middle of it, but I heard last night from someone. Um, within the program that um, ETN was headed to the transfer portal, you know, he was just getting his little press release ready, you know, and I was hoping it not to be true, and I saw it earlier today. But there are always going to be some that are going to be the sacrificial lambs, and those sacrificial lambs is usually those that look like us. I don't know how else to say it on radio. Maybe you, we can have that conversation <laughs> off air um, and, and and make it make sense. But, um, this is where we are. Um, and, and coming into the season, I thought that we had a better program or at least one on the same level as Neil Brown in West Virginia. And I'm being honest here. And to see Neil Brown in West Virginia take the next step and really, um, you know, uh, keep Duck quiet for the most part at the, at the, end, of the end, end of the year um, is telling. And I would like to see Florida come out of this. And I don't think they did all year. And as Tim makes sure I understood, they didn't look good against Utah. And it wasn't just the fact that they they lost, but it was the fact the way they lost with too many men on the field and, and, and so yeah. many penalties. You know, Same they didn't, they didn't look good number. all year. 
And I don't yeah, want to make cool. this a Florida Gator show, but they, they look awful the entire year um, and just had flashes of, okay, we can do well. And if that same team that we saw against Florida State, now they played well against Florida State. You know, mm-hmm. they they really did, but that's an in-state rivalry. All those kids went to high school together. Right. But that's the best they played. And, and Prince yeah, and, 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 hey, go ahead. Go ahead, uh, Tim. Yeah, the, she was pointing out the Utah thing, and I, and I did make a comment about him being one of the most disorganized. I, I think that's what I said, uh, teams I've seen. Over uh, and over and, and over again. <laughs> <laughs> but it was because I, I had not been – I, I mean, it, it's obvious just by watching them. If you know talent, they've got talent mm-hmm. on the rock. Um, oh, yeah. And they, you know, not to be able to get lined up correctly, not to be able to have enough people on the field and stuff like that, that tells me that your staff is not communicating with one another. That, that's, a, that's a leadership thing that comes from the coaching staff, and it's not being mm-hmm. communicated in, uh, down to the, to the players. And uh, it makes no sense for a team with the resources that Florida has for those kinds of things to be happening. And in all honesty, I have to say the same thing about Notre Dame because what happened at the Ohio State game where they ended up with two ten men on the field for the last two plays, um, that had happened a, a few weeks before that, before the Ohio State yeah. game. Um, so it, 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 that makes no sense. It, it doesn't speak well of, of your operation uh, when, when those kinds of things happen. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, on to, to piggyback off of that, uh, Prentice, is that uh, the same thing is, like, you know, you had two guys on the field at the same time wearing the same exact number. I mean, that, that makes no sense to me, same exact number. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, I don't know, you know what it was. I think it was a punt return, I believe it was, uh, uh, at the time. And it just you know you go over it constantly, you know, um, you know ad, ad nauseum that, you know, what, team, I mean, what uh, teams have certain players. You know, you do it at you go. You constantly walk through it. You could be. I remember being at Temple. You, you, we were sitting at dinner, and we said, and you'd be in the middle of dinner eating, and the coach will come in and say, "Okay, special team, uh, punt return, stand up," and all eleven guys stand up. You know, punt team, you know, stand up. You know, and so forth and so on. So you kind of go over that over and over again. Um, but I, it didn't make any sense to me. You know if you're supposed to be on that that particular team or not, and for them to have the same number, that, you know that that was just mind-boggling. And there was a crucial penalty in that game as well. Yeah, it was crucial too. To, it was so glaring mm-hmm. that I thought Colorado looked better in transition in and out of special teams, offense and defense than Florida, mm-hmm. and that staff had been there three years. Yeah, that, that's mm-hmm. disappointing to me. Now I hear. That Ed Ogeron is down at Florida. Um, I heard this last night, and he's interviewing for defensive coordinator or some part of the defense. Um, I would love and it. I don't know I if that's, I, you know, a part of me want to love that, but I remember the whole Charlie Weiss experiment. And once you get a former oh, head God, coach that was horrible. Um, yeah. as a coordinator with a head coach, it, it I don't think it does well, but maybe I'm wrong. But Ed Ogeron, as a defensive coordinator on the team, you know, um, I, I think he's a heck of a, 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 a recruiter, and I think he can mm-hmm. coach. And a yeah, I just hope when I, yeah, I just hope when they interview him, they have the, uh, the subtitles because I really can't understand what he says. <laughs> and, 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 and lock up, lock up your co-ed, lock up your co-ed. Make sure, make sure you got security at the door. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Tim just said it. Lock up your co-ed. 
Cold pill. Cold pill. Can we go to another team? I'm all worked up now. Let's stay with Tim. Tim, who you look? Who you benching? Who you putting in the game for the for the Jets, man? I, I need to know what's going on. Wow. <laughs> wow. They don't have a good answer. Um, they they really don't. Um, I think, given what they have right now, uh, having gotten rid of Tim Boyle, I mean he's not even there anymore. Um, yeah. I think I think you got to go back with the BYU guy. Um, they did. I, I think he knows the system at the very least, and the other guys haven't even been there. But you know, ten minutes. Um, they don't have a good answer. They don't have a good answer. And if if uh, if if uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers comes back, that's a mistake. With that offensive yes, line, yeah. he doesn't need to be playing. Yeah, I think they did I announce that uh, Zach Wilson is a starter, though. They did announce for this week. Yes. Now, but yeah, but he showed some backfield. reluctance. Yeah. They said behind Steve, he showed reluctance to get I back too, in, the, <laughs> in, in the midst of all of that and whatever all of that is. Um, it does not look good for a professional team no. run by a really good um, head coach mine, I think, in Sala. But for some reason, he's looked um, pedestrian at best this year in his decisions. And even in press conference, you know, I, he seems like he doesn't even know how to defend his own decisions. And they have not worked out um, mm-hmm. for sure. I, I, I'll give this to Tim. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, none, of, none, of, none of the decisions that they made, and I, I, I think I said it when it, was a, when it was very unpopular to say it, um, I thought they were, um, they were deferring too much to Aaron Rodgers. I thought that when they, when they were talking about signing him, that it was not good to bring him in to such a young team. They were, they've got promising young talent in a lot of positions. And I thought bringing him with the kind of attitude that he showed in Green Bay into a young locker room like that was a mistake. I was I, I was pleasantly surprised though that during training camp uh, he seemed to do and say the right thing. Yeah. Um, but but he also brought a bunch of guys with him who have not performed. Randall Cobb and 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 Lazard they have not played well, and and they just. Completely disrupted their 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 uh, their offense uh, and their receiving core. Uh, Davis retired behind it, and um, and they haven't used uh, Dalvin Cook very well at all. In fact, I don't think he's been very effective at all. And I believe I think he's a, a very good back. And that's what so I was going to ask you. Too. Daniel Hackett. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah, Daniel. that's the that's the mess right there. But yeah, I thought, that, and I'm with you on that. I, you you have a a thousand yard rusher, and not saying that Bryce Hall is not good, but you you got to use both of them. Mhm. Mhm. And, and and they're not using them up to you know up to his ability. You know maybe that's because they they if he go, goes over a thousand, they would have to give him some more money. So I, I think <laughs> this is, he he's one year and done. I think you're right. I think you're right, though, with the Jets. And as far as the receiving core, I with you know that Aaron Rodgers had them kids guys coming in. See, they thought 
according, you know, reliable source myself. Um, <laughs> they thought, <laughs> thought that uh, they were going to use the Packers offense, but they're not. So they, they haven't right. learned the Jets offense yet. Right. <laughs> I think you have to put a lot of that on Nathaniel Hackett, man. I just don't think he has any idea what he's doing. His his offense is just too, it's just too vanilla. And you know when you take when you take um, when you take Aaron Rodgers out of that, because you can't get rid of Nathaniel Hackett, unfortunately, because he's Aaron Rodgers. On the only on page yeah, well, you can. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you said what everybody else was thinking, Coach. So, yeah, you can't get rid of Nathaniel Hackett because that's Aaron Rodgers' guy, and that's the only reason why Nathaniel Hackett is the offensive coordinator there with the Jets because Aaron Rodgers wanted him because that's that's, – I'm going to say that's Aaron Rodgers' do boy. He's going to do exactly what Aaron Rodgers wants him to do, and he's not going to say no. He's not going to say no to him, and then, therefore – it becomes Aaron Rodgers' offense for the most part, but now he's not there, and the Daniel Hack is calling the offense, which is you know non-existent, and then that's why you see all of these other guys not performing up to par, like the Cooks, like the Czars, like the like the Cobbs, and even Garrett Wilson, who's you know arguably you know top five quarterback and I mean a receiver in in the uh, in, in the league, and it's just fall by the wayside, and you got Brees Hall and and as well, who's an outstanding back and. You just don't get any offense, and then, then you got the revolving door at, at quarterback, which makes it even worse. So, yeah, it's, I think it has a lot to do with it down your hacket, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I think Jets O line and the Panthers O line maybe could be tied for the worst. Right. Yeah, 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 they're terrible, and they were bad last year, though. They they were bad last year. Yeah. So I don't understand why they didn't do something with that in the draft. I mean, they, they knew that that offensive line was not good. Yeah. With you on that, Tim. And, and, and the Panthers, they should have did the same thing. But we're going to move right quickly. I just want to know who you guys on the bench uh, between the Patriots and the Steelers. I'm going to start, stay with you, Tim. Who you benching, the Patriots or the Steelers? Uh, I'm benching the, the Patriots. Uh, the Steelers have shown some flashes this year. Okay. Uh, K-World? <laughs> Yeah, two two bad teams right now, Coach, especially at quarterback. I'm going to bench the Patriots because they just haven't shown anything. They got Zappy at the, at quarterback. I know Steelers are they have Mitch Trubisky, so but I, I have a little bit more faith in in the Steelers with uh, Mike Tomlin there. Uh, so I'm going to bench the Patriots. Hey, Chris, who you benching? I'm going to agree with them. I'm, I'm definitely going to bench the Patriots and 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 give the edge to the Steelers. I think they have shown flashes this year, um, and I think Kenny Pickett is out a couple of weeks because of that ankle injury. But what does this say for the legacy of Belichick? You know, he's not won anything, and I don't know if he even had a winning season since Brady left. Maybe he had an 8-8 eight and eight before they went to the seven game, 17 game season. But um, two wins this year, and you know, and Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien back and forth on the on the sidelines, all of that, um, and you have two wins. That says a lot. So now, what happens to him? Do you know? Does he walk out on his own, or because Rock, you know, Kraft is not going to ask him to leave? He means so much to him. He brought so much to the city, and as far as championships are concerned. But that is a failed experiment now at this point with whatever quarterback they have. I would assume that they go back into the draft with a high draft pick because of the 
their loss situation and pick a quarterback. And if that doesn't do anything, you know, then Belichick is out. But I think he comes back again. Um, but failed, failed situation with, with two wins all year. I'm with you guys. I'm not even returning this call for WVU. But, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Princess, who you benching, the Texans or the Jets? The Texans or the Jets? Yes. Oh, I'm benching the Jets. You know, congratulations um, to D'Amico Ryan. Not only yeah. has he turned it around, you know, look at the locker room, look at the team, look at how they are interacting, look at how yeah. they have a whole different um, mantra now and walk and aura about them. They they can win. And to see C.J. Stroud, not only is he performing well, probably rookie of the year um, in the NFL, but he's the leading passer as far as yards in the NFL as far as quarterbacks are concerned. He has the most passing yards of any quarterback in the NFL. To say that in, in your rookie season and to come out in your seven and five, congratulations to him. Um, and I hope the Texans, you know, don't follow previous history and let him go at the end of the season, that they have a commitment to him and to see what he can do now with the full season, free agency, draft, combine, all of that. Okay, Tim, who you benching? Um, I hate to say, but I'm benching the Jets. The Jets are just not good this year. They're, they're not good. Tim, it sounds really like not. it sounds like it hurt coming out. Go ahead, Tim. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm benching the Jets. I mean, it's that's um, they're 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 bad. They're really bad. And um, D'Amico Ryan has done something at, at Houston that I was I'm really surprised because I. I was one who didn't believe he should have taken that job, given the way that that ownership is acting with yeah. other black coaches. Um, but he was smart in that he brought in um, some choice young ball players from from winning programs. Uh, Anderson from Alabama, C.J. Stroud from uh, Ohio State. He brought a couple mm-hmm. of guys from Ohio State that C.J. had played with in high school, Noah Brown and others. Uh, and so uh, I think that makes a difference when you bring new guys in who are used to winning. Um, they don't have the baggage that Houston's had the last three or four years. And then D'Amico comes in from San Francisco with a winning attitude. So, um, uh, bravo. Also, I'm sorry. I just want to say, I think the Jets locker room is severed too. I I don't think there's got to be several different um, groups in there that are not getting along along when you see what has happened um, and they've had one one quarterback, then another quarterback, and then this quarterback. Um, it's it's got to be a severed locker room. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. The, the, they make the defense play much too much, and uh, exactly. and then you got you got offensive players like I think Kevin mentioned Garrett Wilson, and and uh, you got Dalvin Cook who are certainly not happy uh, with what's going on either. Okay, uh, world. Who you benching? Yeah, go. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna start. Can I can I say start? I'm starting Texas. I don't want to. I don't want to pile on for Tim anymore. I don't want to be, be negative <laughs> here. And say I want to say starting in Texas. Can I say that? <laughs> because uh, I feel bad. Yeah, because I, I'm, I'm a solid guy. I'm a Demetrio Ryan's guy. So this is going to be the battle of 49er um, ex 49er uh, defensive coordinators here. And uh, Demico was the linebacker coach when when Salah was there. So. 
these two are, you know, they, you know, I, I, I like both of them. I think they're both excellent head coaches. I think um, right now, I think D'Amico is obviously in, in the driver's seat. They have a really good chance of, of winning the uh, the South. Right now, they're what seven and five. Um, the Jaguars right now, they're six and I mean eight and four, excuse me. And they just lost Trevor Lawrence with that high ankle. He's going to be out for. He may be out for a while. So that gives uh, the Houston uh, Texans an opportunity to, you know, to, to get up there, especially with the Jets and, you know, versus the Jets and the way the, the Jets have been playing. So um, I really like this team, C.J. Stroud, for everything that Prentice talked about with him. That defense, of course, you know, you got D'Amico Ryan, the uh, ex-defensive coordinator there. So, and they got the young guy out of Alabama, Will Anderson, leading that defense. Yeah. So, um, I'm I'm going to say I'm going to start the Texas coach. I don't want to sound there. I'm going to focus on the positive here <laughs> for my man Tim. For my man Tim, I'm going to start to hear Texas. <laughs> All right. So you guys know they got a good mixture of old and and. Older coaches and younger coaches. Most of mm-hmm. the uh, younger coaches who are like analysts, quality control guys, and assistants are, they were graduate assistants uh colleges in the past. So I thought that was mm-hmm. a, a, a different way to approach it because I have two of the guys, they were graduate assistants. I hear them speaking the clinic on youth topics. And now wow. they're coaching with the they're coaching with the Texans. Wow! Uh, wow! Shows, look, that shows you how much I know. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stay with you, K World. Let's talk about uh, Bills and the Chiefs. Who you benching? Wow, coach, this is gonna be a good game. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm going to bench the Chiefs, coach. The reason why is I don't trust the uh, the Chiefs wide receivers. Um, they drop too yeah. many balls. Balls. They lead the league in, in drop balls. Um, and the Bills are, are right now. I think you know they're coming off of that 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 win. I think Josh Allen is starting to get comfortable at the right time. And I think it's really frustrating for um, Mahomes on the other side at the at the wrong time, if you will, because of the fact of the matter is he just can't trust his receivers um, other than Travis Kelsey and, and, you know, hopefully Pacheco can, you know, can carry that running game um, along with some of the other guys. You know, some guys always step up, but you always hear about the drop passes, too many drop passes. I like the Bills. Uh, the Chiefs are coming off of that that was also against the uh, the Packers, so that tells me a lot about the Chiefs and where they're at right now. So I'm benching the Chiefs. Okay, uh, Tim, who are you benching? Tim, can you hear me? Yeah, he might be muted. I'm sorry, I'm on mute. I'm just running my mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, I'm benching the Chiefs not because I think that uh, that they're a bad team. I, I just think Buffalo needs it more. Yeah. Okay. Francis, uh, you benching? I, I'm going to bench the Bills, even though I agree with Tim that Buffalo needs it more. They're sitting at six and six, and if and if you said at the beginning of the year that after you know 12 games, um, 13 weeks that this is where the Bills would be. I, I think we would all be surprised. But I, I'm yeah. just as surprised that the Chiefs have four losses and that those four losses can be, you know, attributed to a whole lot of drop passes. But I'm going to ride 
um, the train with Patrick Mahomes for as long as I can. And Taylor Swift was in, in Kansas City for a whole week. She just went home. So maybe she worked out with the wide receivers. Maybe she sang a couple songs, you know, um, developed a couple of handshakes. Yeah. But they're going to have to go back to um, – they're going to have to address that in the off season if they can get past. But I still think at 8-4 and four, the Chiefs um, can beat the Bills and and I still think they can be one of the top teams in the AFC. It's a weak AFC. Um, the Chiefs can still come out of there. Yeah, you know, Doug. Okay. Both of those teams, both of those teams had the Eagles on the ropes. They should have won. Both of them should have been. Yeah. Fine. There you go. And I want to talk about that, Doug, before we end the show. The 49ers and the the Eagles. I, I'm going to go back to that whenever you get a chance. Okay. We'll, we'll save that for last. But right now, I want to. Uh, this is a must win for either one of these teams. Uh, this, mm-hmm. The Jaguars and the Browns, Princess. So, who you benching? Wow. And I, if I'm not mistaken, both of them are on backup quarterbacks right now. And I, and I think DPR for the Browns had a concussion, if I'm not mistaken. So, I don't know where we are with that. They got but, flat Flacco. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Flacco started. Yeah. Wow, Joe Flacco. Wow, he looks so old on the sidelines, too. Um, I'm going to go Flacco. I, I, I think that I don't know if Peterson has enough time to see who's who's the backup at, with Jacksonville, but I'm going to go Flacco. C.J. Beathard. Yeah, C.J. Beathard. Oh, yeah, I'm going Flacco <laughs> and the Browns. All right. <laughs> hey, K-World, who you got? Who you benching? Uh, this is uh oh wow coach um yeah if, if that Jacksonville is without uh without Trevor Lawrence I'm going to I'm going to bench them I I think that uh, C J Beathard I, I you know I know he's he's got some starts under his belt uh, for the most part especially his time at 40, at San Francisco but um I you know I think Joe Flacco did an, a, a good job the um, last week. Um, they have that defense, probably the number one defense, and probably the best defense in the league. So I'm going to ride that. I'm always going to ride with the with the defense. And and uh, even though I'm a I'm a offensive guy, I think defense wins games, wins championships. So I think with Joe Flacco's experience and that defense, I'm going to take the Browns. So I'm going to bench the uh, I'm going to bench the Jaguars here. Okay, uh, Tim. Ditto. I'm bench, I'm benching the uh, Jaguars. Okay. Okay. You said the Browns was going to win it anyway, Tim, so all right. Okay. <laughs> you remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Tim, we'll stay right with you. Who you benching? The Seahawks or the 49ers? Just remember that Seahawks got a Mountaineer playing. Go ahead. Uh, well, after watching, after watching the 49ers last week, I'm benching the Seahawks. Um, but they always play the 49ers tough, though, but uh, I'm benching the Seahawks. Okay, Francis? I'm benching the Seahawks. I don't care if they have 35 Mountaineers. Um, I'm going with with Brocky, Brocky, Brocky for sure. Um, <laughs> there's some bad boys. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, K-World. 
Because <laughs> you already know, Coach. You already know. Um, hey, Mountaineer, man, you know, respect the Mountaineer there. But, uh, yeah, and you're right, uh, Tim, they do play themselves. Um, always division rival. Pete Carroll's always going to have those guys ready. So they're very familiar with one another. But, you know, the, 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 the 49ers um, went healthy, in my opinion. I'm not just saying as a fan. I think it's the best team in, in, in the league. And I think that um, they're at they're at home right now. They're, they're at home this Sunday. So I think that, you know, hopefully they don't have a letdown like they did after they beat the, the Cowboys and go 3-0-3. You know, but I don't see that happen. I think they're a product of their experience. And I think what they ultimately will do is uh, stay focused, get refocused, and get it done. Um, it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a tight game. No, no blowout by any stretch of the imagination. But I'm benching the Seahawks. Man, okay. I don't know how we get the Cowboys score when talking about the 49ers and Seahawks. I'm sorry. It was, I'm sorry. Okay. We want to stay right with you, K-World. We got the Eagles and the Cowboys coming up. Who you been Ah, Coach, this is going to be a, a good – uh, like Martin said, it's going to be the brawl for it all. So, um uh, I, I think the Eagles need this game more. Um, they're in AT&T Stadium, but I think the Cowboys get it done. I, I think that the 49ers um, laid out the blueprint on how to beat the Eagles, and I think the uh, the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy. I think yeah, I'm pretty sure he's you know even that with that uh, that appendix. Um, Surgery, I think he'll still be on the sideline. So uh, I think they, they get it done. Um, and, you know, we're going to see the, the Eagles lose two in a row. And I think the Cowboys will take over the lead in the, AS, the, the NFC East, uh, move up to number two. Uh, if the 49ers win, they'll move that. They, if the 49ers lose, then the, the Cowboys could be number one seed right now. You know, so there's a lot to be played, but uh, four. So I, I like the Cowboys. I like the way they're playing now, I like the way Dak. Has this offense rolling? Their offense rolling. So I'm benching the Eagles this this week. All right, Tim, who you benching, Tim? Well, you you know, <laughs> Doug, growing up in growing up in rural Virginia, I heard a lot of Willie Nelson growing up. <laughs> <laughs> and Willie said, "Mamas don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys." Oh, <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> and you played that during song once on here, yeah, yeah. I'm benching the cowboy. Mm-hmm. That's why I benched your jets. Hey, Chris, what you got, Chris? I say this. This is the Cowboys' opportunity, and they're at home. If they can't find a way, and I, I don't care anything about McCarthy having appended surgery and being out, um, it's not like I, I think he's an effective coach anyway. But this is the Cowboys' opportunity to to um, take control of their own destiny because I think they need the number one seat more than the Eagles do. The Eagles have proven they can go into any place and win except for um, San Francisco. Um, or, or, or have they done that already? But, you know, nah. I, I think – listen to listen to Kevin <laughs> – I knew that was coming. But I think this is the Cowboys' opportunity. And if they don't win this game, I think their season's over. Because I think Eagles and the 49ers have already proven they're the top two teams in the, in the NFL. Um, so I'm going Cowboys. I'm not benching my Cowboys. And, and, and mamas, let your, 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 your babies grow up to be Cowboys. Nothing wrong with it. I have a couple pair of Cowboys with <laughs> too. Um, <laughs> nothing wrong with it at all. So, yeah. Um, but I, I want to talk because we got about 30 seconds 
But I want to talk about the 49ers and how they acted all week and how they talked trash to the Eagles and how they came out in all black um, for warm-ups, um, it, you know, um, at the Eagles and how they really did put them on it. You know, are we looking at, you know, this was a revenge game. And what does that say about last year? And I'm taking a page from Steve A. Smith. You know, the 49ers were down to their, you know, fourth quarterback. And they were using Debo and McCaffrey, um, Debo mm-hmm. and McCaffrey at quarterback last year. If everything was right and everything was, was healthy, would the 49ers have been the one to go to the Super Bowl? Did this win delegitimize de- everything, um, delegitimize everything that the the Eagles have done because they talked trash, came in and took it, and um, and I thought they made the Eagles look bad. Your thoughts about that? And we're in overtime. If I can get thirty seconds from everybody, real quick, I don't think they would have won last year. It, it just wasn't in the cards for them. Okay. I agree, all right. I agree with I agree with Duck. I, I think I think you know he didn't he didn't trip over a, a board walking over on the sidelines. He was knocked out of the game. Um, and I, and I quite honestly, even though San Francisco dominated them, I love some trash talk. But even though they dominated them last week, I don't think it means much. I think it'll be a whole different game when they play again. Just you know, who knows what's going to happen. Two two really good ball clubs. Bring it on home, Tim. I mean, um, Kevin, bring it on home. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have to disagree with Tim and, and, and then Coach on this one because I believe that had he stayed healthy, meaning Brock Purdy in that game last year, it would have been a different outcome. Uh, I think that, you know, you know, some of those calls, you know, even that first touchdown that they had was questionable because Devontae Smith did not catch that one ball. Um, yeah, it was a fluke injury, to be honest with you. It wasn't like, you know, it was a, it was a hard hit. It was a fluke injury where he just put his hand up and his arm hit, hit uh, Hassan Reddick. Um, arm, but I think that I, w- I really believe, and the 49ers believe, and all the 49er faithful believe that there would have been a different outcome had uh, Brock Purdy stayed healthy in that game. Um, as far as the game this year, yeah, they they were they knew what they were was about. They knew they were a better team, um, you know, last year, and they they came out and they proved that they're black. They showed that they were going there and they were going to to kill them, if you will. <laughs> so that's why they dressed in the black and and they did exactly what you know they they came out to do and. Um, and we saw the outcome. Yeah. Okay. Um, Tim says it doesn't mean anything, and and Duck says it. You know, I, I thought that the Eagles were on a mission last year. I thought they were um, the obvious better team, and it was a it was one of those journeys that you just kind of watched. Um, and kudos to Jalen Hurts for coming of age last year and looking even better this year. This year, I think he's hurt. I think he has a lot of nagging things going on. But we'll see when when you get to the playoffs. It's a distant, different beast. we got to get out of the way for She Knows Sports. Tim Moore, thank you for hanging out with us. Kevin Walker, thank you for ha- hanging out with us. My pleasure. Um, My pleasure. Yeah, um, great show last night, by the way. And Duck Riley, uh, always a pleasure. Okay? I'm bringing ship on the show. <laughs> <laughs> if it's Ray Parker, talking to yourself. <laughs> That's the smoothest thing I heard all year. I'm feeling that from him, though. I'm, I'm going to wait. Thank you, Coach. You can trademark that one, Coach. Trademark that one. <laughs> you can use that one, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> I'm going to have to use that one for Larry, too, still. 
And if, if Tim Morgan plays that song again, hey, Tim, you, oh, you, you're playing it for yourself. <laughs> all right, Tim. Thank you. I appreciate you all, for sure. Thank you, guys. Right. Always a pleasure. Right. Thank you. All right. Never had it so good. Have a great weekend, gentlemen. Thank you.